0: The last word with Matt Cooper. To mark its Marcus 20th anniversary in Ireland, Google today put out a press release about Ireland's biggest search trends, what people had been putting into the search engine bar for the past two decades. But I thought what was far more interesting to talk about has been the economic impact of Google in Ireland for good and for bad. So we've asked Andy O'Donoghue, who does Tech Thursday for us, and also Elaine Burke, uh, who, of course, is with us for TV and streaming every Monday, but is a tech journalist, to have a look at what Google has done for Ireland. Let's start with tax. Uh, Do we know how much money Google has contributed in tax, Elaine, or is that kept secret?
1: uh well you do we do know bits and pieces that like you know you do get those reports at the end of the year or whatever, and we do know that in twenty twenty one they paid quite a bit more than they did in the previous year because they paid uh a sum of back taxes that amounted about two hundred and eighteen million bringing their total to it was over six six hundred million in tax that year, so that was quite high for them as the going standard um and it seemed to be that they were doing a bit of maybe Reputational work on the accusations of kind of taking advantage of what was called the double Irish Dutch sandwich uh, kind of taxation loopholes, a loophole strategy and trying to uh, operate in tax avoidance, not tax evasion, which is quite common across uh, these big, massive companies. That's why they are big, valued companies, I suppose.
0: And of course, Andy, it's not just corporation tax that comes in, it's all the various payroll taxes. How many jobs directly does Google provide and how many more are regarded as reliant upon Google?
2: Well, there are 9,000 employees, Matt, and that includes 1,000 engineers alone, which is a significant number. So it's important to remember that these are many well-paid jobs. So 9,000 employees contributes a very significant amount of tax in PAYE and PRSI. But in other research that I've done, the, sort of the accepted number for people who earn a living from these type of FDI companies is about three to one. So in the case of Google with 9000 employees, it is certainly more than 20,000 people who rely on Google to earn a living. And of course, they in turn get paid pay tax. And there's a huge amount of money circulating in the economy, which generates that receipts as well. So it is a very big number.
0: And then what has it done for commercial property in Dublin, Elaine, given that those employees need an awful lot of space to work out of?
1: Yeah, probably less so now with uh, remote working becoming so common. But Google is one of those companies that is encouraging people back to the office. So they're not likely to fully get rid of their uh, physical footprint anytime soon. And you can see it, it's very visible if you walk down Barrow Street. It's practically owned by Google Barrow Street um, in the Dublin Docklands. And they're now building this tree tower uh, complex, which will also have apartments and a retail uh, complex embedded into it uh, where Boland's Mill used to be. They're, they are restoring some of the historic building elements. But this will obviously be uh, a, a new build in many respects as well. Um, they were also meant to take up uh, space in the sorting office, which is another tall in those Dublin Docklands. But uh, they, I think it was during the pandemic they pulled out of that contract, probably were reconsidering their physical footprint in what was happening there. Uh, but rather than that going to seed, TikTok then took up uh, that office space. So where one tech giant doesn't go, another may take up that opportunity.
0: Although there does seem to have been a slowdown in the uh, development around the Barrow Street area and some disputes with Dublin City Council as well about who will pay for all the upgrading of footpaths and roads and the likes of that. Of course, something else that they also use land for is a data centre. Uh, How big is the Google data centre in Ireland, Andy? Uh,
2: data center is, uh, it is a good size and I suppose it's one of the reasons that Google came here because of the mothballing of data centers, um, after kind of the dot com era. So, you know, and, and data centers are great because they're attractive and um, they help create infrastructure. So there's a background infrastructure required for data centers. So, you know, the fact that Google have data centers here, um, is good. The number of jobs in data centres, Matt, not that significant, but they have to be maintained, they have to be powered, and they have to be built in many cases. So they certainly account to kind of, you know, they they contribute to that overall contribution.
0: You mentioned as well, Elaine, how the likes of TikTok came in and took up space, so Google decided not to use. How important has it been for the idea to get other tech firms into Ireland to say that they have Google here?
1: Oh, it's definitely it, they're such a recognisable name I mean, it's probably one of the world's most recognisable brands, I would say. Like we use Google as a verb and everything. So wh- the fact that they were actually one of the early ones, we're celebrating you know, 20 years of them being here. So they were one of the early tech giants to to set up a base here and set up an EMEA HQ here. So a headquarters that was spanning uh, Europe, Middle East and African regions. And, and that's, that's such a big deal. And that has been a selling point that the idea has used. The fact that Google is here, that Apple is here, that Microsoft is here and that they have significant operations here. And the fact that they are globally recognised massive brands certainly does a good job in in making that sell to other companies.
0: Andy, has it been a good corporate citizen here in Ireland in addition to paying its taxes and creating jobs? Uh, They really
2: have, Matt, you know, and I mean, from that first first five people, I think, initially, and uh, right up to where we are now with 9,000, Google are are involved in an enormous amount of various projects. And one of the things they've always encouraged is, um, which was really important to Ireland, was encouraging and supporting Irish SMEs to upskill digitally, and they've done that very well. Um, the Grow with Google and the Google for Small Business programs. But some of the programs that I didn't know about are really remarkable. For instance, they're involved in a local education task force and believe it or not that task force identified the need for special needs assistance scholarships and Um, In the Ring's End, Pierce Street and Irish Town area, a a community group approached Google um, looking for training support for SNAs, And Google supported 10 scholarships for the NIRP group and have subsequently announced another 10 scholarships in the Docklands community. So, you know, as well as the Irish Nautical Trust, the local employment task force, Google are really involved not only on a national and as Elaine pointed out, in helping Ireland to reflect well internationally but incredibly well uh, um, thought of and active in their local community
0: as I mentioned earlier, Elaine they today put out a press release about the most googled words and questions in the twenty years that Google has been in Ireland. But how much concern should we have about how much Google because of that knows about all of the individuals living in Ireland and how much data it has assembled and to what use it has put that?
1: I suppose that might be some of the I think more innocuous data that, that Google piles is the search queries and it would only have the location-based data if you have those kind of services turned on and it can kind of triangulate that, that there's a demographic associated with this and a location to, associated with this. So, so some of that data would actually be obscured these days because we've moved forward in terms of our data protection. Some people are more savvy and more cautious than others. Um, but it's, it's other services as well, like uh, that location data and the way it, it plugs into Google Maps can literally, you know, if, if you have it active all the time, we'll know your goings on, your, your movements uh, with quite... Uh, distinct accuracy in terms of your regularity and and uh, like all across all services like google also has an operating system that's android like it's such a huge vast company now so much more than a search engine and those data centers that we were speaking of like that's where they're housing all of that data and um, even like you've, they've got google photos and, and services where people back up their photos back up their files with google so they have tons and tons of data some of it useful definitely that people are using but uh i would argue that maybe data centers aren't all good in that a lot of the data that we house in them is pointless and they cost a lot of energy to house it
0: well final one to you in relation to that Andy o is that how much advertising revenue has google sucked away from broadcasters and particularly the print media since it arrived in ireland
2: well, it's a really interesting topic, Matt. And um, Google aren't responsible for inventing digital media advertising. Um, advertising and the cost thereof is driven by the market. Um, you know, before Google launched, Yahoo and Microsoft dominated online search and advertising. <clears throat> Google have done it better than anybody else and you know broadcasters have had to go online uh, and create advertising revenue from online as with the newspapers who found it very difficult to do so google i suppose google didn't invent digital advertising but they've been really good at doing it and of course their products allow broadcasters and newspapers to benefit and earn revenue from ads and indeed increasingly content so Google are just part of the landscape. They are, certainly were an initial disruptor. But now, in a sense, Google are kind of like, you know, more like a traditional media company in many ways.
0: Thank you very much. Andy O'Donoghue and Elaine Burke.
2: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30.
0: Today FM.